0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Monitor podcast. Hope you're all safe and looking forward to to coming out the other end of this pandemic unscathed and we lots to look forward to. As the season draws to a close, it's all change at the top as the new Rangers have bested Celtic in the pursuit of the Premier League title. In the Championship, Hearts have comfortably found their way back to the top league, winning their title in early order too personally. I welcome their return as much as I sympathise with them for the treatment they received at the hands of the authorities which saw them relegated. The top five teams in the country, Aberdeen, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs and Rangers, who are responsible for over 80% of our attendances, will now be together again in what promises to be an exciting season ahead. And of course, we expect that the new season will see crowds return to the Scottish football grounds. Crowds who have been sadly missed and whose absence has shaped the football landscape in a very unexpected and unwelcome way. As I said earlier, the Premier League title has gone to Rangers. For Celtic, the consolation prize of the Scottish Cup still remains. But the 10 in a dream is gone. Uh, we have long wondered when the end of that journey came, successful or not, if the Celtic fans would turn their attention to the perceived inequities of the current board. A growing enmity has risen over the board's failure to respond, as fans had asked in the face of Rangers' liquidation scandal, licensing issues and other malfeasance of the Scottish Football authorities. But now a real challenge faces that board in the manner of how they attempt to recompense the 50,000 who purchased season tickets last year and yet have not seen a ball kicked in anger. The Celtic Trust I think they have found the solution. Uh, the emergence of the churches, uh, the Trust sorry, as a focal point for the fans over the past year has been quick and profound. Their stated aim is to have enough shares and proxies available to them to be a significant player in the PLC's affairs, the ultimate dream uh, being the fan ownership of the club. Trust Chairman David Lowe joins us today and hopefully he can tell us what that solution to the season tickets dilemma is. And Thanks for joining us, David. Um, it's a uh, it's a lot of money. Uh, Fifty thousand times an average of five hundred quid with a streaming media subscription as the recompense is a problem for the board, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I I think it's a problem, and I think lots of uh, season ticket holders think it's a problem. You know, this season is a sort of relative write off, and uh, most season ticket holders I speak to or trust members I speak to, uh, you know, are thinking already about next season. So. Uh, You know, we want to start next season as strong as possible. We want to start that with as strong a board as possible, as good a manager as possible, as good a uh, team as possible. And for us, the season ticket holders, to provide the club with as much money as possible. And it was or is in that spirit, you know, that we made this proposal to the club
0: uh, almost two months ago now. Okay, for, for SFM people who are not all Celtic fans, uh, uh, could you outline what that proposal was?
1: Well, the Celtic Trust uh, proposed that the club offers its season ticket holders shares in the club as an option, as compensation uh, for the value they did not receive in respect of the season tickets they bought around 50,000 fans bought season tickets with, uh, uh, call it an average price of 500 pounds, which equates to 25 million pounds. And what they received for that amount of money is a 90 pounds streaming feed for home games. So there's 400, 420 pounds worth of missing value, uh, in June last year, you know, Celtic basically pledged to offer uh, the season ticket holders that uh, supported the club so magnificently with 50,000 season tickets. They offered them uh, or promised them or pledged them a value. And uh, we have come up with this proposal, which is in accord you know, with that uh, commitment that the club made. And they did make it uh, via an announcement on the 23rd of June last year. Uh, They did make it to sundry supporters' organisations and, uh, you know, they really should uh, follow through uh, with with that commitment and uh, we're hoping they will do. Has there been any...
0: Sorry, is your proposal, a counter-proposal to something that they have already made or or, or have they yet to to come up with, with a plan about that?
1: No, they haven't said anything about that. Uh, other than in June last year, after we had bought all the season tickets, that our uh, commitment to the club uh, in this uh, pursuit of a record winning 10 trophies in a row uh, would, is, would be, is acknowledged. And they made a pledge to offer value for the season ending as well as subsequent seasons. And that's on the record.
0: Well, what's your sense about how they, they've received the, the proposal then? <laughs> well, the sense
1: is I, I don't think they like it. I have yet to meet a person that doesn't think it's a brilliant proposal. Everybody thinks it's a brilliant proposal because it uh, keeps money in the club at a time when the club must keep as much, have as much money as possible money to uh, finance a a new team or a rebuilding of the team Uh, and uh, that's what this proposal um, helps achieve it also introduces to the club a whole new younger generation of owners because shareholders are owners whether you own one share or millions of shares Uh, you are an owner and in the eyes of the law, all shareholders are equal. So it's a good thing uh, that clubs, uh, supporters, season ticket holders, feel you know that or have that bond, uh, that and that the positivity associated with owning part of your club. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing, and it's something that should be embraced uh, by all. So it bonds the club, you know, with its supporters. It brings in or retains money, and it creates the conditions for. Uh, improving or maxing out season ticket sales for the season that starts later this year so which way you look at it you know it's a good idea but you know we're not there's nobody in the club has said hey that's a brilliant idea we are right up for that
0: well, I was going to say, are Celtic in particular, or, or clubs in general, in any way liable for the fact that fans, not only Celtic fans, or, or, of course, other, or fans of other clubs as well, but buying season tickets and yet haven't they seen a ball kicked? Was there any way that people can justifiably or legally go back and say, listen, you know, I'd like my money back because <laughs> all of are all of as you just said there, an 80 quid's worth of uh, streaming media? F- well, it really, d-
1: each club's different. It really d- depends on. The- the terms that were associated with the, your own club's uh, season ticket sale yeah uh, so in our instance and in the trusts instance it's the terms associated with Celtics uh, season ticket sales now uh, frankly the trust is not thinking in, in legal terms if if this doesn't happen you, you know we will go to court yeah. I mean that's not that's not the mindset so nowhere near it it's not even being considered and uh, you know there there could be a debate about what Celtic's uh, legal responsibilities are. We're not really thinking that way. This is a moral responsibility. This is about supporting the club, and this is the club supporting uh, the directors, supporting the supporters, supporting the club. So it, it's it's just a positive thing, and it's not it's not really worthy of debate because it's a good thing.
0: What's in it for the club themselves? Oh, oh, oh You've pointed out the fact that there, they, they, there is the, the fact that they would keep a, a maximum amount of money within the club and it would it would mean that there would be no requirement for anybody, for instance, to go and say, I would like a refund, please, if you were getting three, four hundred quids worth of shares or whatever. Uh, but that figure just came out of thin air, by the way. I, I don't know whether that's, uh, that, that's in any way commensurate with what you're thinking about. But is it not, as you said, a moral responsibility to try and get something back to the fans, but is it, is it not Also, something that now that that offer's been made, that if the board were to refuse it, that it it could backfire in them in terms of the season books for next year in a way that perhaps it wouldn't have had that proposal never been made? Well, you will never know because it has been made. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Amongst the the support, you know, there are some supporters that will want their money back, there are some supporters that will not want their money back. There will, there will be some, you know, it's, there's all sorts of views. I mean, if you get 50,000 people, you know, they'll all, there's, a, there's a variety of different views in there. Uh, but at the end of the day, they all bought season tickets. They all want to support the club. They all did support the club. And so that's that the unifying factor. Uh, the proposal is out there. I, I, I don't know what the board's board's intention was. It's a, this time last year, you know, we were selling season tickets on the, on the pursuit of 10 in a row for a month. I mean, I think season tickets were launched on the 9th of March. And what are we? I, I don't even know what the date is. The 10th, the 11th of uh, a- April now. So uh, the season ticket launch has still to take place. It takes place against, a, a, well, let's call it a depressed backdrop. There is no 10. You know, Rangers have won their first title <laughs> Uh What's this, what are you sniggering
0: for? No no, 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 no. I just was wondering when that would come up. I've so.
1: only been around since 2012. for well, well, First title. Indeed. Anyway, that's another podcast for somebody else to have. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, yeah, season ticket sales are still to be launched. Uh, it's been a disappointing season. Uh, you want to create as positive a dynamic as possible, and our proposal does that. If Celtic were to say no, just give us your blind support again, and we'll make the charge with the new money, the new, the new manager, I don't think that'll be well received by a significant element of the support. I think doing nothing is not a sensible option. And they may well do. They may well do something which is not what we've proposed, yeah. and you know, hey, if it's good, say the trust will uh, membership will look at it yeah Uh, we have made our proposal there may well be other proposals Uh, you know let's see
0: well, I mean, I mean, I think as you that I think I would probably agree that that's, that, that's quite a, a, an inventive uh, and creative proposal that, that, that has been made. But but let me put this to you. Uh, the, the Celtic Trust's aim, of course, is to, to try to get influence within the PLC, try to get as many proxies, buy as many shares as you possibly can, and so on and so forth. But, you know, the, the, this is a is a tap in for uh, for the Celtic Trust for for the fans organisation on account of the fact that it would immediately boost the potential influence that the Celtic Trust would have at Celtic AGMs.
1: Well, yeah, that's what shareholders are supposed to have. If you're a shareholder, you're a part owner. If you have a common bond with other shareholders, you, you know you're 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 uh, an aggregated a part owner. Uh, Of the club or the company that owns the club, if you want to be technical about it. So, again, that's pretty normal. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Small shareholders getting together, small shareholders with uh, common interests and a common purpose, you know, a successful Celtic. Mm -hmm. Celtic Trust and small shareholders are not something for the board to fear. Uh, They're something for the board to work with for a common aim, a common purpose, that purpose being the betterment of Celtic Football Club and the winning of trophies.
0: Well, in, indulge me again here, because j- just for talking sake, let, let's hypothesise and say that the, the Celtic offered 50% of the value of the season books in Celtic shares to those 50,000 people who, who bought season two tickets last year. Assuming all of those guys took their shares and threw their lot in with the Celtic Trust, would that make the Celtic Trust a a a, a more serious player? A, a, well, sorry, that's that that's of course it would make it a more serious player, but a more a, a really significant player in the PLC affairs. So under that hypothesis
1: that you've just said, yes, but it's an unlikely hypothesis because there's fifty thousand shareholders and only a very small proportion of those shareholders are or season ticket holders, I beg your pardon, 50,000 season ticket holders. And all of those season ticket holders, only a very small proportion are uh, members of the Celtic Trust. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's realistic to think that if if, if Celtic uh, offered uh, shares in the proportion that you've just mentioned, number one, I don't think everybody would take it up. Number two, as yeah. I said, you know, uh, most of them aren't trust members. And number three, n- not all of them are small shareholders. So I, I think what what you would do is, is bring in bring in a a whole tranche of new shareholders with a whole lot of views amongst themselves. All that the trust will have been is the conduit or the funnel for for uh, making it happen, if you want to describe it that way. But I don't think it naturally follows that suddenly they are a block. Yeah. And that block with the trust is a is a new force. I mean, it could be, but, you know, it's not the way that we're thinking. We're thinking that it's over 20 years, you know, since Celtic were last capitalised. The last share issue was 2005. You know, there's a lot of uh, younger shareholders, younger supporters, younger season ticket holders for all these names, you know, your, your McCann's and your, 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 your Dempsey's and all the other profiles that were hanging about all those years ago. Most of them were never. A lot of them won't have, have heard of them to the extent that people our age have. So it's a, it's a new generation, and they must stay, they must bond as much as they can with the club, so especially in these very difficult times with the virus, the coronavirus. So that's what the proposal does. The mindset is to bring a new, younger breed of Celtic supporters, Celtic season ticket holders, into the club as part owners, part shareholders. And uh, the Trust's role on that is to have proposed it uh, and it's for others to uh, to uh, make it happen. But I don't think it naturally follows uh, that they will all become members of the Trust.
0: I'm, I'm making the assumption here as well that obviously as the Celtic Board consider this the, the, this proposal... Um, that they 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 really have to give you an answer before they, <coughs> they they launch the season ticket renewal campaign for real, don't they? Because they have to they have to have either uh, agreement with your proposal uh, and and offer something on that basis, or a counter proposal uh, to offer to fans when it goes out. And and time is definitely not on their side at the moment, is it? Well,
1: well, they're a month late if you use uh, previous seasons as the yardstick, albeit there wasn't a a virus to the extent that we we know it now. Your question was, you know, they would have to speak to the Trust. Well, you think so? I would have thought so. You know, they've had it uh, for six or seven weeks now. They've had it formally since the beginning of March. the, The company secretary has confirmed in writing that it's with the chairman. One would have thought uh, there would have been some sort of dialogue, uh, discussion, uh, interface, you know, by now, but there hasn't. So I I, I wouldn't be as confident as you, you suggested there that, Celtic wouldn't just uh, ignore this and come out with the uh, season ticket launch and some other proposal. I, I I'd put decent odds in that happening. Quite, you, normal, normal, normally you would expect uh, you know, some sort of discussion to, to take place by now, but it hasn't.
0: Of course, if if there is a negative response to to what you say, and if any counter proposal is something that the trust don't like, yeah. But, which which your situation then? I mean, I you know I, I understand that I'm, I'm asking you to hypothesise again, but but uh, but but uh, do you dig your heels in or um, uh, or because I, because I get the sense that at the moment that you that you don't want conflict with the board.
1: Most definitely not. Uh, we we've got a big challenge here. Covid's devastating uh, football across Europe. It's important that. Uh, that Celtic uh, is as financially strong as possible. And uh, it's important that we start the new season as financially strong as possible. So uh, we are uh, 100% as a trust attuned to in pursuit of that objective. And our proposal should be seen in that light. So you just proffered uh, a hypothesis on a hypothesis, John. (laughs) Hypothesis number one being rejection and hypothesis number two, you know, what, what the trust would do is as a, as a consequence of that. So, you no, know, we, we, we're we not really, uh, we're trying not to speculate. But what I will say is that if the club does, doesn't uh, offer fans value, the trust will look to offer fans value. You know, we're speaking to our advisors about uh, offering season ticket holders a uh, Celtic Trust cryptocurrency, a Celtic coin or a trust coin, for example, uh, hmm. to as compensation for want of a better phrase uh, in respect of the uh, value foregone on this season's season tickets.
0: Any uh, detail on that, about, about how that would manifest itself?
1: Well, you know, cryptocurrency is still pretty far out there for most. Indeed, yeah. And uh, there'll, there'll be a whole lot of people going, what? Well, can't swear on your podcast, can I? <laughs> what, what, what the F are you talking about? You know? But, you know, you've got to be creative. You know, we're living in difficult times. Uh, you know, there's a lot of changes taking place in, in, in the, the world today. And, yeah, I mean, we want Celtic to be as strong as possible. We want to encourage as many season ticket sales as possible. And we don't think uh, giving Season take a hold, there's nothing is the best way of it going about that. So, if the club don't do it, you know, we'll try and
0: do it. Well, I'd, I'd certainly like to hear more about that when you when you start to put some uh, some meat in the bones of uh, the whole thing. I do know that, that, that there was recently uh, a new uh, coin which was created for AC Milan, maybe. What a month, a month six weeks ago, and apparently it's um, it's taken off. It's taken off very well. Is is that the kind of thing that you're talking about?
1: Yeah. Well, without sort of turning this podcast into a discussion about the cryptocurrencies, you know, yeah, there are several sports clubs, football clubs, soccer clubs, NBA clubs, uh, you know, have cryptocurrencies that operate within their ecosystems. Ecosystems just being, you know, for poor fans choose to uh, spend their money on their team or the club, etc. Yeah. So it is a growing trend, and there's a growing number of sports clubs with uh, cryptocurrencies or crypto tokens, uh, depending on what you want to call them. So it is still pretty far out there, and uh, you know that's got to be taken into account as well. Anyway, it's just something our advisors are looking at. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. But it's uh, you know we're trying to think out the box here we want to stimulate as many uh season ticket sales as possible uh we want and uh, you know that's a good thing I keep having to say that these these are all good things that are positive for Celtic football club
0: well 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 to that end then would would, would you consider that even if the board uh, said yeah great idea David let's give everybody shares uh, that you would still be, be plowing ahead with the idea that, that a cryptocurrency attached this to, to Celtic, uh, I suppose by, uh, by extension, it, it you know, may well be good for other clubs in Scotland as well. Uh, but but um, would you still plough ahead and, and think that that would still be a good idea?
1: No, well, I personally, you know, think it's it's a good idea. But obviously, if the club actually offered shares in the shares uh, in the club as an option 2 season ticket holders, that's another change in the dynamic. These, are, as we've used this word several times now, these are all based on different hypotheses. So yeah. uh, let, let's wait and see what happens because it should all come to a head sometime soon. You know, it looks like you know there'll be a, we've got a chief executive, and you should have a new manager in imminently you know the season's coming to a close you know there's still a, a cup to be won i think we've secured uh, european cha- european uh, or champions league uh, a qualifying rounds participation by cu- coming in second uh and uh, it's, but there's still a cup to be won so uh, we mustn't
0: take our eye off uh, that ball Well before I let you go and I apologise for it again But let's hypothesise again You've been working behind the, the, the scenes At several football clubs Including Celtic When managerial appointments have been made And right now there's a growing frustration Among Celtic fans That the that the the managerial appointment they, they thought Not necessarily the personality But the timing of it uh, People thought it would all be done and dusted Just now what, What's your reading of the situation?
1: So getting a A, a manager Uh, in place is is not as easy as perhaps it it used to be. And getting the right one in place is uh, even even more difficult, especially as you don't know whether what you think is the right manager turns out to be the right manager. But, you know, and the game's all in a flux just now with the virus. You know, there's all clubs everywhere are hemorrhaging money or losing money, and you have to have your, your backing uh, you have to have the financial backing behind you uh, to to uh, to get through this and and to prosper. You know we're fortunate that we have uh, have a money in the bank. It's down rapidly. We also have a large credit line with with the co-op bank, and we also have the ability to issue shares. I have to have to say, so there, you know there could be a conventional share issue. Uh, that's an untapped uh, resource. Uh, we haven't had a share issue off the top of the head since 2005, um, you know, the club could do that. Has that been well.
0: authorised? Yeah. They, they, because I, I no,
1: I mean, yeah, they, ha- well, they have shareholder approval to do the, the, the season ticket thing that, that we've been talking about, you know, that, that was approved or renewed uh, in December last year uh, and they could still have uh, a share issue to existing shareholders. Uh, they could have one or the other or both in tandem, all sorts. So Celtic's so that's a very strong uh, financial position compared to some other clubs, or comp- certainly compared to the the, the, comp- the domestic uh, competition. So you know, the, the, these that, that lends itself to a, a strong backdrop for the next season, and how it's used uh, or how it's deployed is the. Is the big thing, and the big element of that is having a new manager in place. But are you surprised? So, there's
0: no new manager yet.
1: Not, not, not really. You, you know, it's, it's it's difficult getting the right manager in place. You, you know, managers, good managers, you know, uh, you know, tend to keep their options open to see what's before making a a decision. And we're rapidly getting to that place. The I mean, it seems to be almost certain that it's going to be Eddie Howe. Uh, There's enough mood music in and around the club and with the bookies to suggest that uh, it's going to be him uh, unless something unforeseen from left field materialises at the last minute. So, you know, I've sort of given up speculating. Personally, I'm just assuming that that's who it is. Uh, and then you know the Celtic fans, being Celtic fans, will all have a big, and, and the media will all have a, a big debate about whether that's the right choice or not, whether that's ambitious enough or not, or you know that, that's football, that's Celtic. Everybody's got an opinion on everything, and everybody can do it better than the guys that make the decision. So, so you know, only time will tell. And, and again, you don't want to speculate too much on who that person is until that person's in. And irrespective of who that person is, you know, we'll all be supporting them to the hilt. So that's, that's, that's a more positivity.
0: So optimistic uh, for uh, on the field then for next year. What about the, the, the growth of the, the trust itself? How, how optimistic are you that they continue with a pretty phenomenal growth this year?
1: Well, it's, it's from a, a low base because, you know, at the end of the day, uh Celtic certainly domestically uh, have, have have been ruling the roost you know in Scotland for uh well let's call it nine seasons because we did win nine in a row and we won four trebles uh so when your team is doing well domestically you you, you don't the you know the and everything looks swimming going swimmingly well you know that's not a healthy backdrop for uh, people wanting to join the trust people tend to join Trusts of football clubs when things are going badly in times of crisis, you know, like Hearts, for example, or uh, or uh, Rangers, for example, you know. But things at Celtic domestically, you know, have, have been going well. So the trust numbers were low, and of course, when thing when we lost the when we it became apparent that we were going to lose the 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 ten, that's when the the numbers went up, and that's when uh, obviously the trusts came out with a number of really, really positive initiatives. first one being, you know, re- re- reuniting shareholders with their lost shares. You know, after 25 years or so, up to 20% of the shareholder base, you know, had become detached from their shares. So we put together a, a frequently asked questions. Uh, um Paper, you know, which we worked with Celtic on, and it can now be found on the trust website and the Celtic website, and that's had a big uh, effect in helping reunite shareholders with shares they lost. Same with dividends, you know, over the years since 1997, there's a huge number of unclaimed dividends. You know, Celtic were uh, appropriated seventy odd thousand of that last year. We got that stopped and. Uh, Shareholders who now get in touch with computers, share the registrars. Registrars can can claim all these years of dividends back. So these are positive things that the you know the trust doing. The trust uh, is, is using its cash flow for. We have the higher members, which means higher uh, and better cash flow, and we're using that to buy shares and to uh, uh, invest in initiatives, all designed to uh, improve the shareholder base of the club, the ownership base of the club, and all that is going very well. Uh, and uh, and we'll keep that up so a number of other initiatives that we're pursuing as well all, all designed to uh, create a stronger base between the club and the people that own it you know the shareholders and the fans
0: okay david well th- thanks for uh, coming on today i'd, I'd really like to uh, keep in touch as far as the the proposal or the outcome of the proposal that uh, that's gone to the celtic board and also this cryptocurrency thing which i'm sure uh, when people hear it will uh, we'll start to be chatting about no
1: it's too it's too early for that you know it's just an, an option we're looking at with our advisors in the in the event that you know the shareholders aren't offered value so um, maybe we wouldn't have to go down that route but
0: we'll see okay thanks a lot david and uh, right. stay safe cheers
1: thank you cheers Bye.
0: Say what you like about uh, fan groups, uh, and alternative voices in the game for that matter, but the proposal to recompense fans who bought worthless season tickets in the form of ownership of a club is an exciting one, as is the innovative thinking behind the crypto token idea. The world has certainly changed over the last year or so, and football with it, perhaps we've arrived at a crossroads where the old paradigms of the game are now obsolete, and where new ones need to be embraced. I'm John Cole from everyone here at SFM. Stay safe. We'll see you soon.